Hi, and welcome back to the Vibrant Podcast. I'm your host, Viridiana Bravo, and thank you so much for joining me today on today's episode three of the Vibrant Podcast. Last week, I did still call it the Compasión Podcast, um, but this is the Vibrant Podcast. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's because this podcast used to be called Compasión, and if you want to hear about the backstory as to why I changed the name, you can listen to the first episode of the second season where I go into detail as to why the name has changed, but I'm still trying to get used to it. I still love the name Compasión, but I just thought it was time for something new. But today is episode three of the Vibrant Podcast, and we're going to talk about my health and this thing called quote-unquote adrenal fatigue and my experience with it. Before we get into the podcast, I do want to insert a mini section on anger. This week, anger was very present in my life during a little bit of it Um, and I want to talk about it. So if you have felt anger before which i'm sure you have or if you're currently experiencing something that makes you angry um i hope that what i share with you helps you out before before we get started i want to remind you that you can sign up for the vibra newsletter the vibra newsletter goes out every single monday at 8 a.m and on there i have really cool stuff we do our vibe of the week where we pull a card and we see what kind of the vibe of the week is i've been sharing my favorite songs at the moment um a quote of the week and some resources to just help you manifest and become the best version of you this is the podcast where we unlearn and become the best versions of ourselves so there's some more helpful information on that i feel very connected to everybody who's on the email list i see who reads their email and um yeah if you want to connect in that way and get your vibra newsletter every single monday you can sign up the link will be in the description or if you go to vibraevida.com you should be able to find it pretty easily so yeah with that being said let's get into this mini section on anger So this week, I finally understood what people meant when people say that their blood is boiling. I had a situation in my life where I got very angry and I think I had never been so angry in my life before. And whatever the situation I was angry about, that's besides the point. But I was experiencing feelings of anger. And I was judging myself for them because I kept telling myself in my head, like, if I'm this healed person, if I'm a person that's in their process of healing and becoming the best versions of their themselves, why am I thinking the things that I'm thinking? And why do I want to behave in a way that is probably not how the best version of me would, would behave? I was angry and I wanted to do something about it, honestly. And I was crying tears of frustration and I honestly was not in a good headspace to be doing much of anything. And like I said, I was judging myself. So I sat myself down. Of course, well, I sat myself down and I and I had this internal conversation with me and I and there was like two sides of me, the side that didn't want to be angry and that just wanted to let it go and, you know, move on. And the side of me that wanted to do something about it, stand up for myself and be true to myself and set my boundaries and let other people know that they cannot treat anybody else however however they want. So I had all these things running through my head. I was judging myself at the same time for being angry. And I realized that I needed to let myself be angry. I needed to let myself sit in those emotions, think all those thoughts that were probably not the best, cry it out, (laughs) like feel the anger, express my anger, think about all the things that I wish I could do in that moment to release my anger, to show people that they can't 
like step all over me or anybody else and I felt it I felt that anger I felt the anger towards the other the other person involved the other people involved and it felt really good (laughs) and honestly I think that's what I needed in order to be able to come to a place where I can now move on from it does it still hurt me does it still bother me and feel like there's a little sting there where that situation happened and with that person yes but at the end of the day after I felt all my feelings and I got all my frustrations I came to realize that it's not worth all these getting angry and like letting it affect my day, my mood, my body, my feelings for that other person to still continue to behave that way. And ultimately, what goes around comes around and that's where I'm leaving it at. But I think the point of this mini section of me telling you this is that to be healed and to continue on your healing journey those moments are necessary those moments where nothing feels good those moments where you don't want to do anything where you want to throw things at the wall like those things are those feelings and those letting out all those emotions are necessary for you to be able to move on from them and to grow and I want to share this Instagram post that I thought summed it up perfectly like the universe knows. The universe knows that I had all these things going through my head and instead I decided to be in peace and move on from them. So I'm going to read this to you and I posted it on my Instagram story. It was very on point and yeah, I'm going to share that with you. Young Pueblo on Instagram, young underscore Pueblo posted it. It says... Your immediate reaction does not tell you who you are. It is how you decide to respond after the reaction that gives you real insight into how much you have grown. Your first reaction is your past. Your your intentional response is your present. I thought that Instagram post was like literally the universe talking to me and being like, yes, like you were introduced the situation into your life and I think that all the situations that we face in in our life are kind of like a test as to see you know are you gonna stay in your low vibrations and respond to them and continue to live in that life in that energy or are you going to show up as a different version feel your feelings still because they're valid and then choose to be the bigger person and move on and I went through moments where I did not feel like the bigger person I felt like I needed to do something right then and there and I'm honestly proud of myself for for feeling it and moving past it so if you needed to hear that and this can work for any kind of emotion that you're feeling if you're feeling stuck if you're feeling sad if you're feeling fear if you're feeling anger um it's it's all the same we get introduced these moments these challenging moments in our life to see if we're gonna get stay in that energy and keep really reliving it through the next situation and the next situation that we choose to respond to or are we gonna move past it and on to other situations more aligned with our best version if you search up on google an emotional vibrational chart and see kind of what the frequency is of every emotion that you might be feeling and um, the lowest one on the chart according to the one I'm seeing is shame but anger is actually pretty towards the middle next right under courage and anger is actually a moving energy and what I think that means to me is that you have to feel this anger in order for you to move into a new feeling a new state of emotion a new a new you you need to release it and my my family member actually talked to me um in a very unexpected way i think that god or the universe can sometimes speak through people and she kind of spoke to me in a a way that um she had never really spoken to me before and she told me um that it's important to to feel your feelings, to release them. And she said something really important that I want to explore more, but she said that physical illness really comes from a buildup of a lot of these feelings like anger, resentment, all of that. 
I do agree with her and I want to dive deeper into like researching that topic because it's really interesting to me. I have the book, um, The Body Keeps Score. I need to read it, but that book is kind of all about that um, from what I have heard. It's all about how our body remembers the things that have happened to us and kind of will tell us and give us signals um as to what we still need to heal and that's kind of what today's podcast is about so i think that's a really good transition into today's podcast today's podcast is going to be kind of what i've been dealing with um i've been really open on here my first podcast was about body image and kind of what i've been going through i was also open about this topic in the first episode back on season two so we're gonna dive deeper into it into like actual um my physical body and kind of what's been going on and i thought i could share this with you because um i've gotten a few a few messages and dms about how you might be going through the same thing or similar things where you might not feel like yourself um so we're gonna be diving deep into that i have my fall scented candle um lit it's my first fall scented candle of the season and i'm so excited for fall and i'm drinking my peppermint tea recording this at night so the vibes are here and let's get on to today's podcast i should put in a trigger warning um i will be talking about my eating habits and um maybe some sensitive topic topics around body image and I'm not a doctor. I'm not recommending anybody to do anything. I'm just sharing my experience, hoping that if you're having similar symptoms to the ones that I'm having, um, you can maybe go and see for yourself or speak to your medical professional. I just feel like a warning and disclaimer is necessary. So if you prefer not to listen to conversations around food and diet culture or anything like that, I would strongly recommend that you may exit out of this podcast and maybe listen to another one of my podcasts that is more about spirituality, becoming the best version of yourself. So with that being said, I am going to move on to actually talking about my symptoms and my experience with adrenal fatigue. So first, I'm going to start by kind of explaining my relationship with food and kind of with how I've always eaten. So I eat pretty healthy, quote unquote healthy. I eat pretty balanced, I guess is the best word for it. I eat lots of fruits and vegetables and a lot of home cooked meals. My favorite guilty pleasures are like bags of chips and then ice cream from time to time. I love cheesecake. And I would say that me around 2019, 2020, 2020, um, and 2021, I was probably the leanest I have ever been. And just <laughs> for reference, I have a boyfriend and he's 6'2". He's a big tall guy and I eat most of my meals with him and we (laughs) used to love our favorite activity was to go to HB and buy big bags of chips the Ecola chips and we would eat each (laughs) we would eat we would each eat one big like family-sized pack of chips on our own like that was a regular thing for me and Alex like maybe a few years ago and we would love to do that and like watch movie and yeah I was treating food like I've always eaten like a pretty balanced meal but I also think that I was not always very conscious when it came to my food and kind of like knowing when to stop eating like just because it tasted so good and because I don't know, like, I felt like eating until I full was a, until I was full and, like, I literally couldn't take another bite was, like, normal. And I'm just more conscious about my eating now. 
but believe it or not this episode is not about my relationship with food which i think could be a whole different podcast episode but i just wanted to give a background as to how i eat um after this kind of portion in my life i did move out on to my own apartment and that was a different lifestyle and eating change because um i cannot like eat what my parents are eating like sometimes i would come home from work when i lived with them and like my mom would have already cooked something or my dad would have already cooked something so now i do a lot of my own cooking and when i first moved out to my apartment i was vegetarian and for a few months i incorporated a lot of well of course (laughs) i was only eating like pretty much plant-based and i was still having dairy but that's kind of how i was eating and this is important to give as a background for the podcast because well you'll see (laughs) but yeah so at this point where i decide to stop being vegetarian, the decision came from how I was feeling. So this happened right around the end, like the second half of 2021. I was feeling very low energy. I was feeling very much like, well, low energy. And I was noticing that I was gaining weight in my body all throughout like in my face in my arms and i noticed that my pants weren't fitting anymore and i immediately when this was happening i immediately turned to my food i turned to my food and i said well what am i eating and at that time i was eating a vegetarian diet and that came along with like a few processed meats like uh, meat substitutes like um that are usually like soy soy based and i that's when i made the that's when i made the decision to stop being vegetarian i assumed if i start incorporating more protein into my life into my eating habits i'll start feeling more energized and maybe those vegetarian meat substitutes were affecting me and my body that's kind of where my head was at and I started being more conscious of like okay I'm gonna cut back on the chips I'm going to start eating even healthier than I'm currently eating quote-unquote healthy and that's kind of where my headspace was at when I started feeling like this and noticing body changes in my physical body and at the same time I was kind of thinking like okay what has changed from how I'm fitting into my clothes now and how it used to and how lean I was, you know, even a year, a year's time because I was gaining weight very quickly um, in like a few months time, like a lot of things were changing. So I was actively trying to do something in order for me to fit into my clothes and to start feeling more energized and i also was thinking okay what has changed i started to work at a job where i'm seated most of the time so i thought that could have been a factor as well during the pandemic i used to have a lot of free time so i would go walking at the park a lot more frequently so i thought okay maybe i'm like not fitting into my clothes anymore because i am not walking at the park anymore So after making these changes, I wasn't feeling any better. I kept gaining weight and I had never seen my body like this. So I did take it as a pretty big shock. Um, I had always been a pretty size small girl. And now I'm kind of like in a medium, like some things I have to get in a medium. And it's just been like a different life to become adjusted to like just not fitting into your old clothes i think is um is just a different situation (laughs) for me and my sister my little sister actually um told me this which i'm the bigger sister and i'm the one that's supposed to be giving advice but she told me your clothes are meant to fit you you're not meant to fit into your clothes something along those lines and 
like whoosh, like mind blown like love her for that but still kind of how i was feeling whenever she told me that i was not in like the mental capacity to be like okay thanks like now i see that it was a is it's a mind blowing comment right but at that moment i was like no like <laughs> i want to be skinny which that's a very deep topic and i don't feel very qualified to talk about it but i'm also very much referring to what i felt in my body and i felt drained is the best word to to explain it i felt physically drained and i was very confused i was very confused because this has been going on for now more than a year and i've tried joining a new workout um like starting new workouts like doing a lot more hit workouts hit workouts have always been my favorite um hit workouts since i've been doing hit workouts since i was in high school like chloe ting on youtube or like any hit exercise that's my favorite type of exercise so um in the last few months i joined a hot yoga studio where they do hit exercises and i was like okay for sure this is gonna help me like i'm gonna be introducing like a longer form a workout they're like one hour classes and before i used to do like maybe 30 20 to 30 minute workouts a day and i along with this was eating the cleanest i've ever eaten in my life plus putting in a lot of work in my workouts like doing a workout every single day one hour long and still i know that you know <laughs> if you're in your workout journey it takes time but i was seeing no results if anything i was feeling even less energized and at that point I started being like what's wrong with me um there's like something's not adding up um I started blaming my body because I was like I'm doing all the right things and I'm like I'm not seeing any change and that's really frustrating because there's other benefits to eating healthy and working out like your mental state is my personal for me personally, my mental state is a lot better. My, my mental state is a lot better whenever I do work out because I think it's a connection with your body. Like you're really interacting, like, you're, like your mind can tell you you're only capable of this much, but then your body can show you otherwise. And I surprise myself all the time in my workouts and it feels really good after the endorphins <laughs> start rushing through. And that's obviously one of the benefits of working out and eating healthy always feels good because whenever I eat quote unquote unhealthy or something that's really greasy or whatever, I'll feel like real extra sluggish or my stomach will start to hurt after. But I was doing quote unquote all the right things and I was seeing no progress, no results. I didn't feel good. I felt low energy and I was having all these symptoms that weren't adding up and at this point after a year of feeling like this i finally decided to go to a doctor whoa like before going to a doctor um people just kept telling me like oh well you're getting older um which i'm 23 like i felt like that didn't never made sense to me because this change in my physical and like how I felt energetically happened within a year's time like now but also like very quickly in in a few months so I never really understood that <laughs> behind it and I just thought you know like my lifestyle is different now like it didn't click to me that something else might be going on if I was putting in the physical work and like eating healthy but after seeing my doctor I was kind of explaining my what I was feeling I was feeling very tired all the time like by 2 p.m. I heard I felt like this really big crash at work like I had no energy to do anything um and I'll go I'll dive a little deeper into more of the symptoms but after I met with my doctor she had me do a cortisol saliva test she gave me a few example a few 
um, options for tests that we could do. And she did a cortisol saliva test on me. It took a few. And that's what I really thought it was. I thought that in my head, I was like, okay, I have PCOS. <clears throat> because I was on TikTok, you know, obviously doing my own research on TikTok about what I could have and I started seeing a lot of a lot of videos on PCOS and um, they all talked about like kind of cortisol levels and weight gain and all this stuff and I was like oh my gosh I have PCOS I have PCOS I have PCOS like I had it in my brain that I had PCOS and after my results came back I realized that I did not have PCOS PCOS in fact I had low cortisol levels and my body, my doctor told me that basically my body was constantly under stress that my body got like kind of used to it. And now I don't produce enough cortisol to let me deal with my stress properly. So I had a cortisol imbalance, also known as adrenal fatigue. If you have low cortisol and adrenal fatigue, she didn't actually tell me told told me I had adrenal fatigue. I continue to do my own research and there is this thing called adrenal fatigue that is related to this, these symptoms. So I did find this article blog post and it's by Dis Deliciously Organic and she lists out really well the symptoms of adrenal fatigue. So I'm going to read them through. Some symptoms are a tendency to be a night person, which I've always felt that way. I'm, it's As it's currently 11, 12 p.m. Hair loss, having difficulty falling asleep. This was a super big one for me. Like my mind just racing before I went to sleep. I had since college, I've been taking like melatonin pills and I decided to go off of them for a while. And... Uh, being a slow starter in the morning, probably because you didn't get well well enough sleep, feeling keyed up and having trouble calming down, low blood pressure, I have not tracked my blood pressure so I wouldn't know, headaches, clenching or grinding your teeth, this has been a big one, like clenching my jaw, difficulty maintaining chiropractic adjustments, I don't know what that means, craving salty foods, me all the time, perspiring easily like i think this is um sweating is that sweating perspiring um chronic fatigue or getting drowsy often afternoon yawning me all the time afternoon headaches anxiety panic attacks seasonal or chronic allergies i have not experienced that pain on the middle mid inner side of the knee or knees needing to wear sunglasses dizziness when you stand up difficulty losing weight gaining weight around the waistline getting upset or angrily anger angrily angry easily um so those are the symptoms that this blog lists out i've also <laughs> experienced like um i guess i would say a lot of um water retention i don't know if that's an actual symptom related to adrenal fatigue but i feel like i've experienced a lot of water retention as well and basically um my doctor started giving me supplements to start um supplementing the cortisol that i was not producing and yeah that's kind of where i'm at and um, I won't go too much into detail as to like the supplements that I'm taking or anything like that because I'm not somebody that's going to come on here and recommend y things to take. <laughs> you can discuss that with your doctor. But I did start taking some supplements and I am feeling better. I'm not like 100% there yet. I don't wouldn't say I'm even like 50% there like feeling better but I am feeling slightly better and I've been doing that for about two months now but just the relief of knowing that hey <laughs> even though you're doing all this putting in all this work physical work and you know not seeing results 
it took this weight off of me and like feeling like okay it's not my fault that I feel this way but at the same time there's this really important other side of the story where I was blaming my body and feeling like okay why is my body doing this to me why is my body not producing enough cortisol like my body is supposed to to work in the way that I can feel my best if I'm giving it healthy food and putting in that exercise so what's not adding up there was still this part of me like okay what do I need to do to get to feeling better and here comes in that talk about like our body is the messenger and our body's often trying to tell us something as to what's going on on the inside that might need to be healed and I'm still in the process of figuring that figuring that out but but I think that like anything any situation that happens in our life like this is trying to teach me something and kind of give me my body's trying to give me clues as to what's not working in my life and kind of the changes that I need to really make that are not necessarily the um ideal changes or the ideal society standards i feel like we live we live in a society <laughs> we live in you know a world that's really based off of productivity and like how much you can do and how much you can how much effort you can put in like hustle and like get things done and like be quick and like all these things and my body was telling me to do the exact opposite of that and i'll go more into what i'm doing to heal from this and how i'm treating my body differently and doing things differently now that I have this and that I'm dealing with it and trying to heal from it but I did want to share another Instagram that I post I feel like Instagram is talking directly to me it's by mineral shaman I saw it just today so I thought it was perfect for the podcast and there are a few slides on their Instagram as a post and I'm going to share them with you because I thought they were very important Your body loves you unconditionally. It's easy to feel betrayed by our bodies when we become sick or when our sense of enjoyment of being in our body seems to vanish. We may begin to feel that our bodies are working against us or that they're paying us back for the decisions we have made. In truth, our bodies are never lashing out at us or punishing us or trying to make us suffer. Our bodies want us to live and I will always strive to keep us alive and to heal at any cost no matter what we have done to them our bodies never feel betrayed by the decisions we make they only accept them and try to heal in any way possible with strategies that we sometimes fail to understand if we feel as though our body is betraying us it's helpful to remember this is a projection of the ego it is in truth otherwise we may find ourselves battling our body our bodies, desperately trying to control them into a healing process rather than allowing them to heal. When we mistake our protection, projection, a betrayal for actual betrayal, we might approach our healing process with that with an unconscious belief that our bodies are broken or that they don't want to heal or that we're being intentionally punished somehow. The energy with which we approach our healing determines the extent to which we are able to heal. So we must remember to meet our healing process with the same energy of unconditional love, acceptance, and gratitude. If our actions carry any emotional signature of anger, resentment, aggression, or frustration, or even if subconscious, we can block the very healing we seek. This is the pattern that plays out when we find ourselves in a loop of progression and regression with a sense of betrayal and doubt mounting. On the other hand, on the other hand, if we are able to understand any sy- symptoms as manifestations of our body's unconditional love for us, we can approach the healing process without the energy of control instead of rep- responding as a true nurturers with care and gentleness. The part of us that seeks control is not the part that rules the innate healing wisdom of the body, which resides deep in the cellular matrix. We must meet this self-healing intelligence with the same energy it meets us with unconditional love acceptance and gratitude so this journey even though even before i believed it was a journey and 
adrenal fatigue. I really used these last few months to learn to love my body unconditionally because, like I said, it was a very different shock for me to feel the way that I was feeling and to look the way that I was looking and to no longer fit into old clothes. And I think that it was a true, it is a true process of me growing and learning that (laughs) even though if I don't look the way that I used to look, I'm still the same person. I'm learning through this and it's important for me to treat, really treat myself with that unconditional love. And I really don't think I treated myself or or I had unconditional love for myself because I went through periods where I just looked at myself and I felt like I didn't know who that person was just because of how I looked on the outside, even though on the inside it's always been me. So I think it's very much a deep emotional process, but you know, getting some of my energy back has been a really big plus to starting this healing process and how that um, Instagram post, not treating it from a a sense of control, like I'm going to force my body into heal, to heal, to be better. And I think that's what I was trying to do, like controlling it and doing all the quote unquote right things to make it look and feel better and like doing all these new exercises and maybe being harder on myself so that I could see results. And instead of being harder on myself, my body just wanted me to slow down and stop stressing it out so much. So I'm going to go through a few of the things that she has outlined in her blog post as to things that could help. And um, I'm going to be sharing also the things that um, I'm going to, that I've been doing and that has, I think, been working for me. So I really do recommend that you go out and check her blog post. It's very informative. I'll leave it in the description below. Okay, so first I'm going to go into what I've been doing differently. The first thing that I've been doing to heal from my adrenal fatigue is eating one after I wake, one hour after I wake up which is the opposite of what I did for so long, especially in college. College Vidi would try and eat until it was noon. And um, this was very much because I was in the idea of intermittent fasting and how that's really good. And a lot of people have a lot of good things to say about intermittent fasting. Something that I heard on TikTok. So, you know, you can go and look for the source yourself. I don't have it. I just... I don't even know who posted it on TikTok, but I did hear that a lot of the research that is done around intermittent fasting and all of its benefits, because it does have um, a lot of research done and a lot of benefits associated with it. I heard on TikTok that the benefits are based off of males and like studies they did on males and how their body reacted. So take that with a grain of salt, may um, do your own research if you're a female, and just see and <laughs> do your research before you start and jump jump on um, or try a new diet or lifestyle change. Um, I did that for, I did intermittent fasting for a long time, like at least a year during college, just because it worked with my schedule and just because I probably didn't want to wake up early and make lunch. So I just thought it was easy, it worked, and now I realize that for my adrenal fatigue, it is better for me to start eating one hour after I wake up, and this really gives me something in my body, some energy to fuel my body to take on the rest of the day. So yeah, that's one thing I'm doing differently. I'm really prioritizing my fuel (laughs) and seeing my food as fuel for the rest of my day. So I'll usually eat one hour after I wake up. Second, and a little bit more challenging of a thing, um, is reducing my coffee intake, which I have not been doing successfully. I've only really realized, thanks to this blog, that it's 
probably a better idea to reduce coffee intake. But one thing that I have been doing at least for a few weeks is not drinking coffee until after eating in the morning. So before I would maybe stop at Starbucks in the morning and like drink my coffee like right as I get it from the drive-thru or I'll make coffee here and like start drinking it on my way to work and then maybe eat until later. Instead of that, I'm waiting until after I eat and then drinking my coffee and I think it's better for your body. It makes sense to me that my body might want food before I give it coffee in the day and I'm a big coffee lover it wasn't always like this but I do think I need to slow my roll with coffee if I drink certain cold brews like I'll just feel like my heart goes a million miles per hour so I've been trying to be more mindful in how I drink my coffee when I drink my coffee and what are the reasons I love the taste of coffee so and I love the whole experience of going to a coffee shop and writing down so that's primarily why I love coffee and all that so I've heard people villainize coffee because it dehydrates you or whatever there's a lot of ideas around that I just personally know like If, for example, I do drink a cold brew, my heart does start beating faster. So I'm just trying to be more conscious about actually feeling like I need coffee and like trying to get my energy levels from coffee and not thinking about it that way. Um, I'm not, I don't want to see coffee as my energy giver. I just want to see coffee um, and drink it for my enjoyment and just being more conscious about how I I'm drinking it because sometimes I feel I felt like I kept treating it like I needed to feel awake and I don't want to treat it that way even though I still feel that way um I just want to drink coffee because I enjoy it not because I feel like I need it I also stopped for a while but I recently restarted putting some um lion's mane drops in my coffee every single morning um it helps with inflammation i get them locally um from these guys called one up mushrooms i think they do ship but i just put like a drop in there and it's lion's mane lion's mane and it's supposed to help with brain function and all of that so i add it to my coffee it doesn't taste like anything and i feel like it's just another step to um add something really easily to my coffee that might help me throughout my day The third thing is a big wow, um, a big, I don't know how to even say it, it was a pretty big shock for me, but HIIT workouts are not the best for adrenal fatigue, and this was pretty shocking to me because, like I said, HIIT workouts are what I've been doing for a long time. Um, but I'll read it right from the blog post. (laughs) It's number five on her blog post, but it says only do low impact exercise like walking, Pilates, gentle yoga, or stretching. High impact exercise, but strain on the adrenals, especially when the adrenals are already fatigued. If you're having trouble losing weight, I know this can seem counterproductive, but I've seen clients lose weight by resting and following the steps I'm listing here. And then she'll list steps on there. But this was a big one because I thought that what I needed to do in order to get skinny or like feel better is like putting put in all this extra work when my body was really telling me, hey, slow down. Um, it's okay to rest and like it just didn't add up in my brain like okay i need to start doing slower workouts for me to heal and that's what i've been doing instead of using my membership at the yoga studio to do hit pilates or like hot bar hot yoga like even there i would judge myself and be like oh my gosh like why can i not do these exercises like i would like just be completely out of breath tired after these classes and i think i've built up my endurance and i've only recently read this blog and be like 
and have been like, oh my gosh, I should probably be taking it slower. But I've been going to more yoga classes. I want to incorporate a lot more walking. I used to do a lot of walking um, a year ago. And I just enjoy going to the park. So I'm going to try to incorporate more of that into my life. And it was just a big shock. Like, wow, the only way to heal and get better and like fit into my clothes again is not just putting in all this work in the gym. I can also, it's probably better for my body and my situation to rest and to take things slower, which never would have crossed my mind. And the thing, the second thing, I mean, the fourth thing, sorry, it's slight. The fourth thing that I'm doing is just taking breaks when I need to. Um, I don't think I work like a super high level stress job. And this is something that I dealt with. Like, I think since my... Like, my body was chronically stressed. It was hard for me to determine, like, okay, what is not being stressed feel like? So, I've just been trying to be more mindful. Like, nothing's the end of the world. My health comes first. If I'm going to take, if I need a break, I'm going to take a break. Like, even if it's just, like, one minute to be mindful of, like, what I'm doing with my life. And, like, prioritizing my mental health and my stress levels and just literally taking a moment to breathe in, breathe out. Um, That's what I'm going to do. And I've just been more mindful when it comes to stressful situations. Realizing that whatever is going on is probably just temporary and that most of the things, most of the time things just work out. So I've just been trying to keep that in mind more and more. And yeah, that's what I've been doing personally ever since reading this blog. I'm going to try more new things. I highly recommend that you read it. She mentions things like spending more time outdoors, um, knowing that it's a long process. um, can take about six to nine months to balance things out or more like a year. So... Some days are still hard. Some days are are very frustrating. Like, I'm doing all the right things and I'm not seeing any results. And, you know, like, it's been difficult, like, um, buying new clothes and, like, not fitting into things and, like, ripping one of my favorite shirts because I was trying to put it on and it was just like, uh, (laughs) what's going on? But, yeah, I've been trying to take things slower, really prioritize how I'm spending my time, what type of energy I'm letting into my life you know it's all been a very big process but yeah that's what I've been doing if you related to this at all I would strongly recommend to go see a doctor and like see get tested to make sure and yeah it just thought it was important to honor how you're feeling if you feel like something's off your intuition is probably right and you should go and get some more information and some testing. So yeah, that's all for today's topic. I do want to pull a card for us. This is the Divine Abundance Oracle and we're going to pull a card and see kind of what the vibe is. I also want to say like, (laughs) I'm not particularly sure that I should be putting all my health information out there but I'm just the kind of person that feels like I should share my story and maybe it can help somebody I felt really confused I don't know anybody personally that has had adrenal fatigue or that has you know actively talked about this I had never even heard about this but I just want to thank you for listening if you made it to the end of this podcast. Um, And yeah, I hope that this information does end up helping somebody out there. The two cards that we got were Grief and Energetic Clearing, which if you listened to my last podcast episode, you know kind of what else I'm dealing with. So Grief seems pretty on point 
Tears are what happen when the ice and the heart melts. And energetic clearing. During crisis, the Holy One herself may be emptying you of fear and attachments, preparing you to receive her luminous plan. Ooh, that's good. That's a good one. But yeah, it's just been a few months and a few rough new emotions that I've never felt before and that's just kind of what I've been dealing with um one last thing before we go I am reading a mastery of love by Don Miguel Ruiz um I just want to flip to a page and see what what's here for us I flipped to a random page it's 59 if that has any significance for you and immediately I saw the first two words that says Love has no obligations. Fear is full of obligations. Love has no expectations. Fear is full of expectations. Fear, With fear, we do things because we expect that we have to, and we expect that others are going to do the same. That's why fear hurts and love doesn't hurt. That's powerful. So, uh, yeah, I want to keep reading the book, and it seems like a really good one. And I want to thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I think it was a little bit of a longer one, but yeah, I feel like I got a lot of things out. It's pretty hard to kind of come into acceptance as to what you're dealing with and knowing that it's going to be like this for a while. It's been a bit of a process, and it's a daily thing for me. So, yeah, I just like coming on here, being vulnerable, talking about what I'm going through, and hopefully it helps one of you because we're all learning together, unlearning together, and hopefully becoming the best versions of ourselves. And just a reminder that becoming the best version of yourself doesn't mean you have to change. It doesn't mean that you have to be this person that you're not currently. It means exactly the opposite of that. It means that you honor your true self, the true authentic to you, the person that you were born as, and you accept and love all those parts of you, which I'm currently trying to do. So thank you so much for listening. Check out my website, vibraivida.com. There's a lot of goodies on there. Um, connect with me on Instagram, Bravo O. Or leave me a review. Tell me what you thought about the podcast. Share it with your friends. Tell me what you want to hear next. That's all for today. Thank you so much. And bye.